Now, before we talk about anything else, we got to give some love to our sponsor for today's episode, which is Apartments.com. Apartments.com has more rental listings than anywhere else. So finding the perfect place is easier than ever. And so is finally moving in together. Just the two of you. It's a big step. Lots of new responsibilities, lots of adjustments. Most likely, uh, they'll wake you up at odd hours to go to the bathroom and you'll most definitely find yourself in trouble coming home late for dinner and they might even unroll all your toilet paper next time. It's just what happens when you two find a new place together. But you're not doing it because you feel like it, no. You're doing it because you love them. Because they're family. And that's why Apartments.com has more pet-friendly rental listings on the internet so that you and your furry family can find the perfect new place together. Apartments.com, the place to find a pet-friendly place. Thank you so much, Apartments.com, for sponsoring this week's episode of the podcast. We love you here at Psychobabble. Now back to the gossip. Hi, everyone. My name is Tyler Oakley, and you are listening to Psychobabble, an unfiltered half hour of gossip sessions, pop culture scrutiny, and stories we've never told in videos. It's not just crazy talk, it's Psychobabble. This week, we dive deep into the Grammys 2023 and Drag Race season 15. Did Harry Styles queer bait his way to album of the year? Did Beyonce actually get snubbed? Which all-time greatest artists never won album of the year? Plus, we catch up on all things Drag Race and why all the queens are fighting for second place. Subscribe anywhere you listen to podcasts and join our exclusive Psychobabble community at patreon.com slash psychobabble. If you're not on our Discord, you're only getting half the babble. Hello and happy new year! Are, are we, we the, the... Are, are we, we... Oh! <laughs> I'm rewatching season 12 of Drag Race and there's Who's a that challenge one? where they... Um, Jada, Gigi. Oh, a great season. Crystal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, Crystal, etc. Anyway, the challenge where they all have to... Wait, was that... I I'm so mixed up on what's from this season currently oh and what's from God. that season. Because I'm watching them together. The, where they all have to s speak at the same time. I don't think I've seen that on this season yet, so it must be on last season. Uh, they're they're like in the oh yeah they're the in the worst the best worst talent show competition and they all have to speak of the, Aiden Zane was there so it was not this season never mind <laughs> Zane from <laughs> One Direction no Aiden Zane oh people were really rude to Aiden Zane I'd like to go back in time Aiden Zane for All Stars Aiden Zane for All Stars I like I've been Zane I like when she walked out and said I refuse to leave this competition as the quiet bitch and then screams <laughs> <laughs> Good for her You know what I, I, there is I would like an oral history of every um exit, exit line. line and and uh when that's when did that start because it wasn't it wasn't always I know. that people had exit There lines. are. I think there's some low-hanging fruit that I could really educate myself on just to sound like a real super fan. Like, oh, the mirror writing started circus season, whatever it was. The first person to say a thing when they exited was this person. 
Same with intro lines. Oh, I hate it when somebody's exit line is something sincere. Like, don't forget to dream big. (laughs) It's like, girl, this is why you didn't win. Like, uh, I always feel like if your exit line is, oh, remember that one from that one? Maybe it was Australia or something. Mm, And she was not that one from that one. (laughs) She, that girl. And she was like, don't ever forget to always be and do what you have because you all are brave (laughs) it was something like that i I, it just came up on my tiktok i was like oh yeah i forgot about that is some people don't realize that they're being iconic but they're being iconic for the wrong ways is wrong reasons is asking someone their uh drag race exit elimination line the new what's your real housewives opening line no what's your what's your drag race intro line Nobody's planning their exit line. A, a, lot, real, a, a lot. real winner doesn't yeah. plan an exit line. I'm going to say a lot of those people do have their exit lines pre-programmed. I, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, and it kills me when they're not centered in the runway when they deliver their exit line. <laughs> Is that a thing? Oh, it just, it really does, it's bad for me. Should we do, should we do a documentary all about the exit lines of RuPaul's I would do Drag a Race? ranking of every exit line. That's kind of fun. Well, I mean, you were very busy ranking which pasta you wanted to fuck last week. No, that was not last week. <laughs> oh, I'm. That was a, few, that was like a month ago. Thank you. Oh, I'm Zarls. I just, I did just rank every chain restaurant mm, this past Friday. Mm, okay. Now, do you <laughs> consider a chain restaurant, a drive through and a sit-down the same? Were they both at at play? McDonald's was present. Fazoli's was present. I think so you I, do the math. I think I saw that Outback. <laughs> Outback. Well, Fazoli's has a drive through first of all. But I do think... It does it? Yes. I do think oh. I saw Outback on the list, so... And it was pretty high. <laughs> Cheesecake Factory was on the list. Pretty high for a white guy. Thank you. Hey, what's new? How was your weekend? Oh, my God. I had the best little weekend, actually, surprisingly. Who knew I had it oh. in me? I did. I saw Friends. I took an Orange Theory class for the first time. Now, what in the hell is that? I mean, it's like a Barry's um, boot camp, if you're familiar, if you're in the know. Uh, but my one complaint is because it's called Orange Theory, it's very orange is our aesthetic. Orange everywhere. Orange walls, orange sinks, orange shit everywhere. Do you like that color profile or the Planet Fitness color profile? The yellow and purple. I'm not big on orange, yellow, or purple. I could wear a dark, oh. I could wear a dark purple if, if I had to. I don't think I own any purple. Okay. (laughs) I don't own any blurple glasses. Do you not color code your shirts in your closet? Yes, they are. So you would know if you have purple. So, well, whites are all the way at the end, and then it goes into grays, and then into, like, one navy shirt, and then, like, a 15 black. I'm familiar with how to color code. I know, but... Luigi Biv, my dear. But do you want me to... I'm saying what I'm... I would need to take a picture because almost everything I own falls into gray, black, white. I have like one hunter green, one navy blue. 
Oh, I saw I saw a post about you know how colors of cars are changing over time. I think we've discussed this before, but over the years, how like the the variety of colors of cars that get created has shifted toward all like white, gray, and black and blue, and you can see over time the amount of like colors or, like yellow cars and red cars and it's like dim all of the cars that are colorful are diminishing anyway i'm very happy to have a green car but like <laughs> <laughs> it's it's my burdens a bear because no green cars exist these days nowadays well it's because i feel like our generation grew up with people i don't maybe this is me didn't your parents used to be like oh if you have a red car you're getting pulled over baby yeah and so i never got a red car <laughs> right and so i feel like all of our parents scared us and same thing my i swear my mom was like oh yellow car you're standing out troublemaker well you know what this is victim blaming a cab on that one <laughs> I believe what they really should have been teaching us something real special was a cab. Maybe that's what I'll, maybe I will really step out of the box and get a car with a color. Oh my God. It's so fun. An old man stops me in a parking lot and I thought he was, I don't know what I thought he was going to ask of me. And then he told me to roll down my window. He goes, love the color of your car. Oh, I said, thanks. <laughs> you said, it's a rental. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, sir. <laughs> Wow. Yeah. No. Literally, no one's ever complimented the color of my car. Well, you know when we there's still time when we were RAs in college, this girl that I didn't care for got a new car, and she told everyone it was Sandstorm. What does that mean? Her car was like beige, the fucking ugliest tan beige. <laughs> okay, fluorescent beige. <laughs> Bitch, I'm black. That's the lyric from Beyonce's song. <laughs> That's like, what? Where's fluorescent beige from? Cozy. Uh, no, fluorescent beige, no, is from... T.S. Uh, Madison. No. Well, uh, that's, well, you're, yeah. Oh, that, but that's, is that what you, that's, oh, you want to go to Beyonce? We can talk to Beyonce. I'm not trying to get there. I'm just trying to say that in Cozy, T.S. Madison says, fluorescent beige, bitch, I'm black. Well, fluorescent beige is from Precious. Mm. Somebody says, my favorite color is fluorescent beige. It was in the preview. Okay. Did you ever see Precious? I did. Mm. Okay. It's a real doozy. Did, Mariah Carey was there. Did you see the squeakwool? Return of the Presh? No. Too Precious. Too Precious. <laughs> too Fast. <laughs> too Precious. Too, too Precious. Too Fast. Too Precious. <laughs> so Precious. So Clean. Clean? <laughs> no. No. Well, I saw. Well, did you want to talk about Beyonce? Hey, did you let's want to talk, talk about Grammys. the Grammys? Let's talk the Grammys. Grandma was in the house. The Grammys were here. Oh my God, the Grammy. Did the Grammy really did pre pre present that Grammy? What Grammy? <laughs> the Harry Styles fan. <laughs> I didn't really watch the Grammys. I'm not going to lie to you. I watched clips and I watched parts of it. Smart. I watched the 50 year performance, the hip hop one. Yep. Um, Hudson knew every word to every song during it. He was he put it on full volume. The I've never seen him turn the volume up so loud. Usually he's like, can we turn it down a little? It was at 100 on the TV and he was screaming along and Salt and Pepper showed up and he started screaming. Yes. Uh, he was really living for everybody and everything. It really... And then at the end, when he was like... When they said, from Queens to TikTok to the world, Hudson's like, Queens! 
Queens! Yeah, Queens! The Queens! Hudson did Yas Queens? <laughs> Basically. <laughs> but it was about the suburb? The borough? What do they call them over there? I don't know. The little neighborhoods. Yeah. I, um... I enjoyed that performance, but I didn't like I noticed that it was generational, meaning like I didn't notice any of the songs until it got to like my age group. And then I knew the second like two thirds of those performances. I appreciated that he started it with we can't include everyone. So just shut the fuck up. (laughs) I was happy for that. too. (laughs) I was like, thank you, because like you just know nobody can be happy about anything if they feel like it's not a complete representation of them. You know what my one of my favorite moments of the Grand? was go that they didn't play off a single acceptance speech oh did the show run over the three and a half hours yes it did do i think it's more important to give the artists literally two minutes to speak instead of showing us a car commercial for the hundredth time absolutely (laughs) okay great um do we want to discuss uh some of the winners slash losers yeah i actually haven't even googled the the complete list of winners this morning so i'm only aware of 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 the winners that were aired on tv like the big categories it wasn't even the big categories i think they do a good job of finding like a range of um, the ones to present on live TV so that we do get a range of like acceptance speeches and a range of winners. I would always rather watch 16 different people go up there and accept award than watch one person collect eight of them and give the same yeah. speech eight times. Yeah. I, um, I, uh, my queen lost. Gaga. Your queen won. Sarah won another Grammy. Yes. Congratulations for what? Uh, out of the woods soundtrack mm, on totally. Broadway. <laughs> Two-time Grammy winner Sarah Brellis. Thank you. Uh, I was happy about. I feel like it was. I I personally I like when yeah not kind of piggybacking of what off what off you said of like uh, you like it when it's not just one person accepting the award all night. I also like it when it's not just one person like winning the awards all night, yeah. like regardless of who goes up to speak. And I like, I like that it felt like a lot of different people were winning a lot of different awards, which uh, the whole point of the night is to celebrate the art and the creations. And so I was, I feel like certainly people were going home feeling like, wow, I felt celebrated, which is like the goal yeah. for me. I think the only one who went up there twice was Harry. I mean, Beyonce would have been up there twice, but she missed the first one because she was stuck in traffic. It'd be like that. I I do find. <laughs> All the people tweeting why she's stuck in traffic when you know she can afford a helicopter. And I'm like, y'all, we're not encouraging rich people to take flights just because they can. Sure. Even if it is Beyonce. <laughs> Uber helicopter, though. She could have. Yeah. She could have. Bonnie Raitt. <laughs> song, How did you feel? Song of the year. She was gagged. Did you hear it? Have you heard it? No, I would listen to it. I stand Bonnie Raitt. <laughs> yeah, I mean, she, didn't she do? Um, she's got a lot of classics, a lot of hits, a lot of a lot of cry in the kitchen songs. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, do I think that she um, is representative for song of the year? Probably not. But like the. 
uh, you have to take the Grammys for what the Grammys are. It is a voting block of what, 11,000 people. How many of those people are still currently making music or how many of them sound produced an album 40 years ago and they're still part of the Grammys voting academy or whatever? Like how many of them truly have their fingers on the pulse of what is currently happening? Yeah. And, but also the Grammys, just like every award show, are so much about whining and dining the voters and getting them in the seats of your tour and going to the luncheons and meeting these people and doing the events and doing the Recording Academy Grammy Museum events and this and that and the other. So, like, you have to think about who is who is playing the game, who has been playing the game for a long time, who is... I'm not saying it's right or wrong or good or bad. I'm just saying it is that is how you win votes from an academy of 11,000 people is that you wine and dine and well, FaceTime. And I think the same thing is too. And our, our friend Keith, Keith, Keith Caulfield, who works for Billboard, I was loving some of his tweets last night just because he was saying like, here's the thing with 10 nominees, especially in the big fat, big four categories. Like if 11,000 or so people are voting in these categories, all you need is the most votes to win. So if nominations are being, if noms are splitting votes, like if people are, if like the pop girlies are equally excited about Beyonce and Adele, then they're splitting the votes where maybe all of the country people or um, Americana people are voting for Bonnie Raitt. And they're like, it becomes like a voting block situation. And then you can see yes. how things shake out the way that they do. They should do ranked voting. Ranked voting. Um, <laughs> Actually, maybe. Maybe that's what they take. Honestly, they should. I mean, Variety did an article earlier in the week um, talking to, like, Grammy voters. And um, it was interesting. I think they interviewed, like, five or six people, but they didn't give Anonymously? Up. Yes. They had, like, okay. they had it labeled, like, record producer, but it wasn't, like, Tyler Oakley did this. Um, but anyways, it's just so interesting to see because, like, literally one person was, like, well, I wouldn't vote for Adele or Beyonce because they win too many things. And I'm like, that's your mentality? Like, we shouldn't you? Yeah, people are people are the same reason we have terrible winners for reality shows when there's a jury that is bitter. Yeah. Are the same reason we have the incorrect people winning awards and blah, blah, blah. I saw the same thing where it said somebody was like, oh, I, I wouldn't vote for Harry Styles because he's from a boy band. Yes, the person said... What? They said, what? I wouldn't vote for Beyonce because she always makes like... I, this isn't the exact wording. It, it's a Variety article if you want to Google it and read it. But it said something like, um, I'm not voting for Beyonce because she always makes a big like to-do out of her albums. <laughs> and then literally in the next sentence was like, well, I also wouldn't never vote for Harry Styles either because I don't like his origin story of being in a boy band. <laughs> I'm like, what yeah, dumb so seven-year-old <laughs> man? It's almost giving everyone like a little bit of like, okay, so this is why we are dealing with the winners that we're dealing with or the reasons and the outcomes and blah, 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 blah. With that being said, I loved Harry's album. It's like Beyonce's and Harry's albums were both two of my favorites last year. I was, um, I was hoping Beyonce was going to win, but I'm certainly not mad that Harry did. And it's like had a little bit of an outcry on Twitter the last, 24 48 hours yeah i mean people that are saying like the grammys hates beyonce beyonce has the record she, for i, I know in the, i don't know i don't know in the same I, breath to say that she was snubbed or mistreated i saw somebody tweet something that was like 
I hope she doesn't go next year. They're always using her for views. I'm like, she just set the record for most Grammys ever. Like, what are you talking about? Do I think, however, do I think that Harry's House is album of the year over Renaissance? No, I don't. I, I personally, I feel like uh, Renaissance has way more cultural impact. And, and it, I like, think it was... Uh, fresher and more creative and more it's more interesting new. and more it's, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. said something but I don't think Harry's was, is a bad album by any means I correct I don't think Harry's album was a bad album I think Harry's album best pop vocal album maybe sure whatever however album of the year I don't think that it made waves like Renaissance did like you think about how entire clubs are playing the renaissance album from start to finish in like but that's that our bubble in, don't you think a little bit that's what i was also kind of wondering last night too sure but like what <laughs> are there any bubbles that are playing harry's album start to finish stevie nicks said that is Har all i'm saying stevie nicks said that harry's house is his rumors moment which is an enormous okay, that's compliment. cool that's great I don't, that's great. I loved it. I listened to it this morning while putting away the dishes. I, I love it. I listened it's, to both at the gym this morning. <laughs> it's great. Um, but I, I genuinely think Beyonce's album was more uh, ground more defining of this experience that we are all sharing of 2022, 2023. Like, that's just what I feel. Or Bad Bunnies. Like, didn't Bad Bunny have, yeah, it was like, the most like break the record yeah, yeah. for most weeks at number one or something, blah, 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 blah. Like there are a million different metrics you can um, judge these albums by. Like yeah. you have the Billboard Awards where it's like, okay, well, who really had had the staying power on Billboard charts? Grammys is just subjective. Absolutely. And it's... it's Baby, that's why I always say... connected with the audience. When all, when all the annoying gays who were tweeting last night the girls with their Grammys and they're always recycling that picture of Katie with her grandma because she doesn't have a Grammy. And it's like two artists in the world have had albums with five number ones on it, Michael Jackson and Katy Perry. So I think she's done something that a lot of people haven't done considering how many people have Grammys. Anyway, with that being said, um, Keith also tweeted, here's a list of artists who've never won Grammy album of the year. Beyonce. Sock it to us. Beyonce, David Bowie, Mariah Carey, Drake, The Eagles, Eminem, Lady Gaga, Janet Jackson, Elton John, Kendrick Lamar, Madonna, Pink Floyd, Prince, Radiohead, Bruce Springsteen, The Rolling Stones. Like, she's not in a bad group there of people who've never won Album of the Year. Yeah, and I kept seeing this picture of, like, Beyonce losing Album of the Year to four times or for these, like, yeah, four incredible yeah. albums. When I thought, well, Gaga has lost album <laughs> of the year four times. I've, but you know what? Yeah. It's, that's it is. It's who is anybody to put art against each other? Uh, like who? Who is the decider of that? So like, it's just you have to take it for a grain of salt. It's they're they are as valid as a kid's choice award. And it's you like, know what? It is, it is what it is. Didn't the Lord of the Rings not win an Oscar until the last one? And they were like, okay, here you go. Maybe she'll get that with Renaissance Part 3. Who knows? <laughs> Who cares? I, I care. I care. By Beyonce. What a song. Yeah, good song, good song, good song. 
Do you have any other? So wait, wait, wait. So what I was going to say is you didn't see the round table with the Grammy, with the album of the year nominee stands. It was a stand round table. No, but I saw everyone on Twitter being like, can this never happen again? And each stand got a minute to stand their fave and be like, well, I think Beyonce had the best album. So anyways, so they're getting ready to announce the winner, final award of the night. And there's Trevor Noah. And he says, get up on this stage with me, stands. (laughs) So then they... Oh, God. So what I'm saying is, so then they all go up there. And I very vividly remembered the girl who was standing Renaissance because I was like, yes, I agree. I feel you. And anyway, so Trevor opens the envelope and then he looks down the line because he wants to let the person, the stand read it. And I see he starts walking the opposite direction of the Beyonce girl. So then I'm like, oh my God, Beyonce didn't win. And then he goes up to the grandma who was the Harry Styles stand. And then, I mean, I knew immediately once I saw him walking that way, I was like, okay, if it's not Beyonce, please be Harry. I just, I also feel like there's so much hubbub about, um, hubbub about people being like, uh, he's, he's appropriating queer culture and profiting off of queer culture and blah, blah, blah. Uh, I just this it's it's kind of messy for me where people are like it's almost forcing somebody to come out yeah. or and I feel like we we have this almost every year of people like being forced out of the closet against their own will because fans on the internet or haters on the internet or whatever on the internet demand it because they feel the sense of entitlement of blah, 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 blah. And I'm just starting to see that with Harry. And it's like, he, whether he, however he identifies as like none of our business. And I just, I, I feel like, I don't know. It feels yeah. gross. I, I saw it some feels of gross. those tweets also, and it felt icky to me too. It's like, Yeah. I wasn't here for it. I haven't been here for a lot of the post Grammy commentary. Thank God I have my own podcast where I could listen to myself speak. <laughs> I hope everyone had a fun night that went. I was ro- I was rooting for both teams. I was. I was. Now, before we talk about anything else, we got to give some love to our sponsor for today's episode, and that is Discover. Are you tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7 US-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yeah, you heard right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Thank you so much, Discover, for sponsoring this week's episode of the podcast. We love you here at Psychobabble. Now back to the gossip. Now, before we talk about anything else, we got to give some love to our sponsor for today's episode, and that is Lumify. Don't you just love when someone looks at you and says, what were you up to last night? Well, no matter how late you were up the night before, Lumify Redness Reliever Eye Drops can help your eyes look more refreshed and awake. Lumify dramatically reduces redness in just one minute. 
to help your eyes look brighter and whiter for up to eight hours. No wonder it has over 6,000 five-star reviews on Amazon. You won't believe your eyes. You know you can trust them though because they're made by the eye care experts at Bausch and Lom, and they're backed by six clinical studies. Eye doctors trust them too. They're the number one recommended redness reliever eye drop. The one and only Lumify is an amazing drop that will have people saying something's different about you in the best way possible. So check out LumifyEyes.com to learn more. That's LumifyEyes.com. Thank you so much, Lumify, for sponsoring this week's episode of the podcast. We love you here at Psychobabble. Now back to the gossip. Hey now, <laughs> did you hey wa- now. did you want to talk about Drag Race? I had a couple other things. I would talk about Drag Race. I, I feel like we, we haven't, haven't talked about in a it while, at all, so we could probably fill these last five to ten minutes with it. Okay, well let's discuss. What's the latest? We just had. Um, okay, everything is Drag Race spoilers here on out. We are on season fifteen. We are on episode, episode six. six I think. Just premiered. Yes. Let's have so it. far, so far we have had um, five eliminations. Let's see, I have them in order. Shall we discuss? We have Irene, Princess Poppy, Sugar, Amethyst, Robin, Fierce. I think we last okay. discussed this two weeks ago after Sugar went home. So I think we're just two episodes behind. Oh, okay. Word. <laughs> um, well, I was just so that we're all caught up on where we are. If somebody's listening five years from now, here's what happened. Um, <laughs> Uh, how are we feeling about the season? Is it still such a clear, obviously, Sasha Colby's going to win? I saw tweets this weekend that were like, this is tur- Sasha's turning into like a Bob season, turning into um, a Bianca season where you kind of know from the beginning. Um, it's interesting. You know, I feel like I always try to like read through the edit and it's the sad thing. Like, I think we're all still, everyone's still complaining that the episodes are in only an hour and sadly that's not going to change. But as queens get eliminated, maybe the episodes will round themselves out in a way. But for me, it just has become very apparent who's getting confessionals and who's not. So I can't help. Oh yeah. So I can't help but think we're in the long haul with these four to six people just simply based on the amount of confessionals they're getting compared to anybody else. Yeah, I mean, I do feel for somebody like Robin Fierce who got zero screen time whatsoever. And then as soon as I start to see in an episode like she had a confessional, I'm like, oh, okay, I understand you're at least in the bottom. Yes, she had she had two confessionals like right off the top. And I was like, okay, you're in the bottom this week. And it's sad. I swear when I watched um, America's Next Top Model when that show was like in its heyday and it was running. I swear, I want to go back and like fact check this, but I swear whatever contestant got the first confessional at the top of the episode went home every episode. It was like that apparent on America's Next Top Model. And these short episodes make me feel the same way this season. And it was like the same thing. I felt like Jax had a confessional in episode five and was talking about growing up being adopted. And I was sitting there being like, I've never seen that jacket in a confessional. Like, is this Jax's literal first confessional five episodes in? Yeah. So, like, we have a few more weeks of at least <laughs> that type of editing where it's so, like, apparent and obvious. If your girl's getting a confessional at the top, 
of the episode, honey. <laughs> it's not. I felt bad for I felt bad for Robin Fierce because it felt like they. Sh- it felt like she is a queen who knows how she wants to be yeah. and she's not struggling to put herself further out there. She's comfortable with where she is and she's happy with where she is and how much she's like expressing herself. And there's like nothing, there's nothing wrong with that. And you can tell that reality TV wants reality TV out of their contestants. And so uh, the, as soon as amethyst went home it was like robin fierce's storyline was over yeah and i i just kind of felt like they'd kind of i think they did her dirty like it felt like they cast her then only as a storyline with amethyst as like uh they're like exes or whatever i don't even know and then as soon as they were done with that storyline they just kind of like were over it i will say that's uh, to me that's bad casting it's like they uh, then she, if you think she's not like outside of her comfort zone and outside of her shell enough, then she's. It was too early for her to be cast. But you guys also wanted to cast Amethyst, so you also wanted to have that storyline. And I've been. Like, we didn't need to have th- twenty contestants this time. And I've saved been the two of them for next season. Watching um, the Whatcha Packins, and Amethyst said it was her first time auditioning for the show. Um, so I mean, I guess they could have certainly held off on it. But I loved. Um, the looks that Robin had brought to the Whatcha Packin'. I loved almost all of Robin's looks the whole season for what we did get to see on the runway. I liked her lip sync performance. I liked her hip hop performance in the girl group. I thought even though she was more shy and well-reserved, I thought what a great performer, what a beautiful soul with good looks. I don't know. I was actually kind of bummed when it all like was said and done. I'm like, it sucks that I didn't get to know you more because Thinking back on it, I did enjoy her. Can I say, I don't like it when queens are all, it's ours because we claimed it first. Maybe, don't you want to get me? Are you seven years old? Yes. Are you seven? And yes, the answer is yes. Yes, she is seven years old. I thought, like, (laughs) I I tweeted yesterday. I've just been (laughs) all weekend. It's like, um, I'm not there to watch the girlies fight. And I'm like so over gay people being like, that's reality TV. That's good TV. I'm like, you and I have very different um, perceptions of what good T quote unquote good TV is. I, I guess I just like drag race because it's a celebration of like an art form. And uh, if I wanted to watch girls fighting, there are many franchises. (laughs) Yes. There are many franchises for shady, bitchy, bully behavior. Yeah. And I think it's like, I don't know, maybe it is triggering for me because it's like, I felt like growing up gay. Um, I think we all have a lot of negative self-talk as is. I feel like we all experience some sort of like bullying growing up. And it's like, I don't want to watch gay people be mean to each other or queer people. Like, and especially then like, watching a 10 minute segment of them arguing over who's going to have what a song. And then because we had to watch that, I now only get to see three seconds of everybody's runway. Oh my God. Okay. So that's the real travesty of the season. Like uh, the fact we all know by now just how expensive it is to go on drag race and how much money they put into all of these like looks. And for, half of the the cast to then be safe and you not see the looks or any critiques from the looks or anything like about the looks other than untucked which is like a, a different show yeah it's yeah it's that 
I would be frustrated. I would be a little frustrated and if like you get one second of screen time for your look. And then they had to, they had such a great conversation with the old gays who were guests on this last episode that only aired during Untucked because I assume it was cut from the main episode. And it's like, that was a powerful conversation. I thought that was really interesting, especially for gay men to be able to witness um, because so many of those people that age or that age group died during the AIDS um, epidemic. So it's like, we're cutting that out for what? For To watch girls be mean to each other about what song they want to pick? <laughs> I don't care. I don't care. Scrap the entire Real Friends of WeHo <laughs> cast and replace them with the old gays. I would watch that. Give old them gays a, of WeHo friends. They live old I, gay retirement home think, reality TV show. I think the old gays live in Palm Springs, but I'd still watch it. Whatever. Who cares? Yeah, I don't know. I I just wasn't here for it. And then, and then seeing Lux in Untucked, I believe it was, being like, "You can call me cocky. You can call me pretty, but don't call me a bully, girl. Don't act like a bully if you don't want to be called a bully. Maybe." IDK. I think she's, uh, I think she is, um, I think she's talented and I think she's got star quality and I think she's got some nerve and she's charismatic. Okay. She's not for me. It's, it's just like a bummer when I go, when I watch the meet the Queens and like am excited about somebody and then end up not liking them. I think my, my, um, my feeling me. about every queen is like, would I feel like they would be mean to me? Yes. <laughs> no, and it's like, or would they talk shit? Or would they slash have they talked shit about me in the past? Etc. Etc. It's like, oh, you can kind of tell about some people. And you can kind of tell about some people. It goes back to like what you were saying after. Maybe we, maybe we've just been doing this every other week because I remember you saying like after the first episode, like now having been six episodes in it, it's like you're right, like mistress kind of saying like oh sisterhood is being mean to each other that's what real sisterhood is like maybe i challenge you to dream bigger maybe i challenge you to surround yourself with people who don't make cutting remarks about each other who like lift each other up and don't just say mean things and then try to be like well that's sisterhood baby (laughs) (laughs) you know what i mean okay but i can we also talk the tie-dye theme first of all if you don't, if you show up to the runway in something that is not so obviously the theme of the runway, you should be automatic. Bob. Are you talking about Marsha? I'm, I'm over it, and I'm over it, Marsha. I'm sorry. I thought I'm over I thought it. she deserves to be standing out there in the bottom, no matter what, for that fucking look. <laughs> you should have to explain the look on the main stage. I do not. Ha- I do not want to be like. Well, I need to go look up her Twitter to see her defending it because I know she's probably defending it. Lo and behold, she was. What did she but, like, say? What could have she possibly said? Well, her her look was like uh, the blood was tie dye. If you look at a close up of it, the blood of her bloody nose thing, I guess, was tie dye. It's just like okay, hold on. But like you could barely tell. Hold- the, if a theme is that, <laughs> hold on. It is. It is so easy to do correctly. It is tie dye. Okay, so we're six weeks in, and now she's done the Marsha, Marsha, Marsha broken nose reference twice. That's all I want to say. That was her fucking walk-in entrance. Also was referencing Marsha from the Brady Bunch getting hit in the face with a football. And now she did it again for the tie-dye week. I'm over it. 
I get that, y'all. Yeah, I'm I'm reaching my limit of like the novelty of a brand choice has to have longevity and uniqueness to it for it to last this long. And I'm not sure if this decision, this brand decision, is has staying power for me. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's turning into very much what did they say about Rose? Weaponized their MFA. <laughs> turning into it started as that. Yeah. I don't did you I I don't know. I the maybe maybe I was jaded because I was really put off by the argument scene, but I also thought the judging was really upside down this week. I do agree that the medal was probably the best group overall. I think Sasha was definitely better than Aura. Um I thought the country group was above and beyond the worst. I, I don't know. I, I, it was weird because I didn't. I thought they were all. I thought they were all equally fine and great. And it's in the moment you notice that editors are plopping in Ru- laugh tracks of RuPaul is the second you you yeah. realize oh they are just telling us. They're preparing us for their their. Yeah, um, it made no sense. Like the hip hop crew was like doing flips and splits. And again, like I thought Robin was great, and she did like a couple big <laughs> moves, death drops. I, I loved it. And then they're like cutting to Rue sitting there straight faced, and I'm like, why aren't you enjoying that? Explain to me why you aren't enjoying that. I liked it. Same with like I thought Anitra was great, and they were really acting like it wasn't that great. I thought. Sasha Colby should have been top, especially with that performance, especially with that look. I understand they can't have it be a blowout where she's top <laughs> every single week. But, like, I just have a hard time. Uh, Here's the thing. It, it ain't right. Sasha Colby is has been top every week, and she has not been in the top every week. Yeah. She's been Alyssa, safe every time except her one win. I liked Aura this week. I did think her verse was good. I thought her look was incredible, so I don't want... But girl, it was not It was not a win. I don't, Sorry. Well, I'm just saying, I don't want people to think I'm just like shitting on her because I feel like she's got a lot of hate on the internet. I actually enjoyed her this week, but I just... Does she have a lot of hate on the internet? Yeah. Oh my God. What I wanted to tell you My was, fingers are not on the pulse on that, <laughs> though I will say she is trade of the season because every time she comes on, I am a little bit hoo-ha-ha. <laughs> what I want to say is, you know... <laughs> You know, what's that, Roscoe's? Yeah. Have you, do you ever see those clips on TikTok of the, like... Yeah. It, it's just, like, it's turning into me that that just looks like the most miserable experience. Every clip I've seen of queens from the show at that Roscoe setup, it's like they're sitting on the stage with being mad and complaining about something. Bitter. And being bitter. Every time bitter. And it's like, nah, I can't even watch it anymore. I'm like, y'all, I think going on that is so tacky. You're just compl- getting up there and complaining. Um, I think the <laughs> clips, I think the clips that reach us Maybe are the ones that Maybe. are, are higher engagement because they are controversial moments of people expressing how they really feel yeah or like shading each other or something like the pleasant moments i'm sure are not bubbling onto our for you pages yeah maybe so maybe there's moments that are good i thought you know who i thought was should have been in the top this week malaysia i thought her performance uh in the like the girl group thing i thought she was so good i thought oh wow if there's ever going to be a week where she's like really i don't know yeah, it's like killing it. I don't know. I I think the Malaysia of it all. I I liked her, and I'm glad she stood her ground this week. It's like I think it does point to the fact that I think the other two were like 
kind of bullying her in a sense, just the way they were talking to her and treating her. And it's like, I don't know. It just didn't sit right with me. (laughs) That's fair. That's fine. (laughs) Well, still my favorite show. Still loving it. Like I said, I will always watch it. I just need y'all to know that I'm not there for the fighting. I'd I'd rather watch 10 minutes of them going down the runway. I guess I'm here for the kumbaya moment. Speak on that. Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Did we ever properly discuss the Snatch Game? I don't think so. Did we discuss that? I don't think so. What do you got to say? Oh, maybe we did. I don't know. When are people going to realize, stop doing internet people stop. at the Snatch Game? Stop. You will, not be the, you will not be the exception to the rule that it never lands. Think of who you have to make laugh. RuPaul. Do you think RuPaul knows who that person is? No. No. Enough. <laughs> there, I'm glad someone said it because I think it too. And you know what? I said nothing made me feel older than getting on Twitter and seeing people be like, who the fuck is Tan Mom? Like, I <laughs> I knew who Tan Mom was. You think I knew? I actually thought I thought um, her Tan Mom was great. I thought it was incredible. I thought it was full of wonderful uh, yes. personal choices. What a fun way to pick something that is well-known and make it your own. But, like, yeah. do you think I know who who did Aura do? Bretman Rock or a, no offense or to Bretman Rock. No offense to Bretman Rock. I don't know who that is. <laughs> no offense to Saucy Santana. I don't know who that is. I know I'm old. I, I'm old. I, I, people, uh, peop, here's the thing. I think people <laughs> equate being able to look, uh, yeah, give you a look with being able to do a snatch game. And it is not the same thing. I, I maybe we did talk about it, but I there a lot of people really got lucky that there were fourteen people sitting up there doing snatch game because th- that should have been a six way bottom lip sync. Honestly, I know it was a mess <laughs> the last time they did it, but you could have had sugar spice. I mean, I'm sorry, Robin Fierce's Karen Huger was not good. Has anybody done a Real Housewives? woman yeah and it been a success jackie cox did lisa rinna and i'm pretty sure she won if not she was second 
Okay. So Jackie Cox did it. It can be done. I, there's no way she won with that. I, I think she... What was the competition then? I need to see who else was in the lineup. And who <laughs> Isn't else was that, that the season team. you're watching right now? Yeah, I will let you know me. when... Yeah, you know what? It is the season I'm watching right now. Don't spoil it. Don't tell me what happens. <laughs> Too late. I'm going to the Wikipedia page. <laughs> Stay tuned. You need to brush up on your Lisa I'm, Rinna. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, anything else about Drag Race? No. I think we've covered it all for no. this. Um, I don't know. Maybe we end on a positive note. Who do you? Who are you rooting for? Who do you love? I didn't mean you know to what? shit Sasha on Colby, I, I started the season with a little bit of my own doubts about Sasha Colby because I have heard so much like from Queens praising her. Yeah. And I've just been thinking like, yeah, she's fierce. Yeah, she's like legendary. Yeah, she has this like reputation. But can she turn all of that into success on Drag Race in the form of like the the things that we know about like Snatch Game and like improv challenges and girl group challenges like these types of very specific skill sets that you kind of have to mold yourself into and I have been so pleasantly surprised that she has been killing it the entire time to the point where I'm like they are withholding all of the wins that she's deserving. And I'm I'm ready to get to the finale with her and be like, y'all better give her her fucking like crown yeah. because she has deserved it this entire time. Besides that, I don't I just don't know who I can see them creating a narrative that justifies giving that person the crown over Sasha Colby at this point. Well, there's nobody that is a clear Front runner. And I think that's why all the queens in every episode are fighting over second place. They're all like, oh, I, I was, I, I definitely got second. That's, it's like, who gives a, I'm a fuck? So Have you ever tight. seen a, a season where they do that? No. And I saw some queens tweeting, I was high safe this week. Get a grip. I, I, I had to mute. <laughs> they, they are, they are, I was high safe this week. Bitch, you better be talking about stoned because I don't fucking care if you think you were fourth place. You're not on the runway. Shut up. Um, yeah, I'm struggling to see. <laughs> you said let's end on a good I note. Know. Okay, wait, so my good note. Um, I'm also loving Sasha. I think I said after the Meet the Queens um, that I didn't hadn't really known who she was and I worry about the ones that are pre-hyped going into the season because I just want to be able to make my own opinion. With that being said, I love her now. I'm rooting for her. She won me over pretty quickly. Um, I do think she'll be in the finals. Um, I'm enjoying Anitra. I, I'm curious because she's kind of quiet, so she's not getting a lot of uh, confessionals. So I'm curious to see how far she goes. But I'm also enjoying her. I'm still riding the high duck fucking duck walk shit from episode one. <laughs> and I will continue to. <laughs> um, yeah, I hope. I hope she didn't peek right out the gate because that's kind of what it's giving me right now. Like, I don't know yep. if she's been fashion wise. I don't know if I, I'm like feeling it. I've liked her performance looks. wise. I think she's doing well, but yeah. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah. TBD. Yeah. 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 I love ending <laughs> on a high safe note. <laughs> Love it. Love, love, love that kind of uh, stuff. Corey, where can people find you? You can find me uh, sending out love to everyone because I'm a kindness punk. <laughs> <laughs> totally, totally, totally. <laughs> where can people find you, baby? 
you can find me. You can just find me. Find me. I promise I'll, I'll always uh, find you. <laughs> me and you playing hide and seek. I'll, I'll be here. Okay, bye. <laughs>